everything I know I learned from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards Comics with the healthy Wolverine classics Soul down below, so anything can go. Hell be exclusively till the past enemy. Save a tooth. And you kill your dad for the second time in hell, man. Tell me that's not badass. Man, tell me that ain't badass. Hola, comic bastards. Motherfucking podcast. We're doing it, you're listening. Thank you for that. I'm Kevin. I'm Dustin. And there is comic chatter afoot. We'll probably talk about comic books we read, as we do. Sometimes it's really detailed. Sometimes it's just, here's a thought, and it's ramblings, and I couldn't really tell you what happened in the book. And then we'll go over, I saw that Chronicle movie. I think Dustin saw it too. I did indeed. We'll talk about that, because it's... About as comic book influence as you can get. And uh, there's a winner. On uh, We had a little contest going on on the site. It was uh, We put these pictures up, and the funniest comment, or I guess whatever made us laugh, um, wins. We were supposed to handle this last week, but mm, it fell through. So We forgot. Yeah. We'll just, you know what, let's just, we'll just, we'll just handle that right now. So you waited a week and a day, I guess, extra. So let's do it. Let's, let's look at the funny. I don't know if you're not, you're probably not following along with us on the website, but it was a post. Yeah, you should probably cue that up. Uh, yeah, it'd probably be funny if you looked at it instead of going, I'm in my car, asshole. Am I supposed to look at my phone and drive and beat my wife all at once? <laughs> Just kidding. It's a weird combo. You shouldn't have got married and drive. The first picture was, um, I guess that's... It's Firestorm. Or as I've called him, the unofficial mascot of Comic Bastards. If you know this guy, tell him to contact us. I seriously want him to be the unofficial mascot of Comic Bastards. I can't tell if he's flying in the picture or he's doing like the jinky hands thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's almost like he's dancing, but... Because the background's just moving so fast, but it doesn't matter. I can't tell if he's being sarcastic with his comment, or with his costume in a way, or if that's a serious attempt at that <laughs> character. Like, no, this shit is real. <laughs> and just the way he's holding his hands, he's like, ooh, I'm doing yeah, yeah. stuff. It's like he's hexing me. Hex- yeah. Hexing me? Hexing me. Jonah hexing me. <laughs> Get it? DC. <laughs> um, first comment was left by Jason. It says, head full of seasoned fries here. Get your head full of seasoned fries. I like it because it looks like fries on the top of his head. It does. It made me laugh instantly. It did. I chuckled. Um, the next comment was left by Nathan, <clears throat> and it said, And my dad didn't think I could do anything with those acting classes and my art history degree. <laughs> I don't know what Other than that little uh, mess up there at the end of you had. It, I, that one actually was, it was funny, too. It made me laugh. Just because of the art history degree, if it didn't have that... It wouldn't be as funny, but that was that was funny. I think it hits a little too close to home for some people, so that might be more of a, oh, damn, he's right. <clears throat> and the last comment was brought to us by Ed, 
There isn't enough sadness in the world to bring this guy down. You know, and there isn't because he has a huge child molester face. (laughs) And that's great. I mean, I I definitely think this picture is the winner. Mm -hmm. It had the most, like, the best comments. This picture got people excited to leave a comment. Yeah. They're like, I have something to say. And then I failed with all my other choices, apparently. They were, it was hard. I mean, some of them didn't motivate as well as others, but, you know, you're never going to know until you throw it out there, I guess. Yeah. Um, the next picture, I'll try to make this go fast. So you guys are just like, you I don't, don't have to do all of them. Let's do the, the ones with the most comments. Oh yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> the next one is, uh, two attractive young ladies dressed up like Mar- Mario and Luigi with a little, uh, the question mark hitbox thing. You know, you hit it and like a mushroom would come out or a coin or you played the fucking game. I don't got to tell you what comes out. <laughs> um, first comment by Jason, <laughs> I am growing before I hit their box. Boosh. I'd almost want to give it to that because he booshed himself or a big arm pump. Kind of self-high-five for that comment. Made me chuckle. Second one was by Nathan. Don't cry. If we show fear, he'll kill us. Just sit here and smile at his camera like you're having fun. Hopefully the police will get here soon. That's taken from the girl's POV. (laughs) So (laughs) if you kind of lost on that comment, he was saying the girls are scared as they probably should be. They're at a convention dressed like that, and I'm sure they had several creepy men take their photo. Luigi Girl's playing along. Mario Girl looks very nervous. Yeah, I mean, there's Mario probably, Girl's wondering how the fuck she got talked into this. Mario, there's probably a bunch of nerds with their dick in their hands standing around in the background going, Look at those girls. They sure as bees pretty. <laughs> I played to Mario. On her face. That's gross, dude. I don't know why you would go there. I don't know why you would bring this podcast down to a level of profanity. Just real toilet humor. Third comment was Ed. (laughs) Putting the Bowser in your trousers. I like that, but if he would have said putting the Bowser in your trousers since 1985. Yeah, I guess that would have worked better. That's Super Mario Brothers. That's when it came out. That was in 87. I don't know. Someone Google it, but you see where I was going with that joke. I don't know. I don't know. Leave it. Just leave, it alone. leave a we'll comment. Go. It was eighty five fuckers, or it was blank. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you read the third one that had the most comments. The uh, the third one has a man dressed as Go Go from Kill Bill, and we have the comment from Jason: "Go Go your belly," which I uh, I know Kevin got a, a good chuckle out of. It took me by surprise. Yeah, because um, the man is slightly overweight. And if you've ever seen the movie, it is a petite Japanese girl. Yeah, and he has a soul patch, so kind of sells the whole ridiculousness of his costume. He's being a little silly in the picture. That's yeah. okay, though. And then we have Nathan with, Pin Gillette didn't start off as a smooth magician we all know and love today. I could see it. That's a comment where you have to kind of be, you know, worldly. You know, True. Some pop culture. Yeah. I mean, that could that, people could sleep on that comment. They might not get it. But he's talking about the comedy duo Penn and Teller. Yes. Just in case. And then our final comment is from Anonymous. See, I do take my ball and chain to the conventions, which I think, uh, I know several nerds probably experienced that. Like, oh, you didn't bring your wife. He's probably married. Yeah, I mean, mean, I definitely, I I could see a lot of people finding relation to that comment. What I was surprised people didn't attack was that fucking carpet. 
When was that throw down? Like 60, 1965 on a bet? It looks like convention carpet, though. And look at that lady in the background. Like she looks like staff. You know, She's probably just like, ew, what the fuck? Is that a dude dressed like a woman? Yeah, this is definitely in a hotel convention area. Like conference area, I should say. Mm. Uh, the next one we have a uh, prostitute Sailor Moon. I talked to her. I don't know what your guys' problem is. <laughs> all of a sudden, someone saw boobs poking out of a costume and everyone got all shy. <laughs> Uh, Nathan said, Popeye's sex change was most successful, or more successful than most um, optimistic, whoops, sorry, optimistic of his surgeon's predi- predictions. See, what Dustin's I done and done that up. is just took a shit all over that comment. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then Anonymous said, Sailor Moon meets Jersey Shore. See, that's topical because it's well, a show it's I don't topical, watch, and but, but people seem to love it. Yeah. And then Ed said, Sailor what? Look, the guy paid me 200 bucks to put this on and follow him around the convention, but he's way nicer than Army guys. What he's referencing there, if you... <laughs> you know, the Army guys, I don't think I ever paid attention to that part before. That's actually very funny. No. <laughs> They're trying to say this lady's a prostitute. Pretty girls can't dress up and have their boobs hanging out of a costume without men attacking how they make their money. <laughs> I think it's just the sadness on her face yeah. that says... I didn't make this costume Not for me. Not stoked at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what are some other ones? Because then we kind of get... You want to do the some of them number get, 10? They get kind of softballed in there. Yeah. I think number 10 is another good one. That's uh, Charlie Brown with a red fucking shirt on. Not wearing khakis. Wearing jeans. And he has some scribbles on his bald fucking head. <laughs> I think you should put that comment, doesn't he? <laughs> I had some comments. For being so angry comments. towards this guy. Uh, and let's see. Nathan said, in this version, Snoopy is a crack whore and Peanuts is slang from that. Damn. Which, which I thought I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Anonymous said, how do you make a cosplay costume with five minutes and a Sharpie? Boom. Yeah, but where is he, dude? Look at that background. He, he looks like he's in a... Maybe he's doing a high school play. That's true. They invited him back. <laughs> Ten years after you graduated. <laughs> Go ahead and be Charlie Brad. You're less sad about This is what you need to do. I want you to kids to study. This man's not wearing a costume. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he does in the morning. <laughs> this is who he is. All of his shirts have that scribble on it. What bothers me the most is if he really wanted to be Charlie Brown, he could buy that fucking shirt. They sell it online, in stores. He could have been Charlie yeah, maybe Brown. Maybe he's just trying to be ironic. I don't know. And then Ed said, Charlie let down, which very accurate. Very yeah. accurate. Um, most disappointing ones. Number eleven. No comments. Number eleven. That was uh, that, super. Dude, that bad girl's hot. That's, yeah. I mean, she or she's just in like a super tight leather pleather suit thing, and she slapped a bat logo on there and some. Yeah, essentially, but still, plethora of comments. Yeah. See, I told you, man. When the when the women get too hot, nerds can't handle it because they're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Do I let my pee-pee go out of this death lock and then make a comment? Or do I just keep pounding my putt? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm getting mixed signals. <laughs> yeah, only one comment from Nathan. Gotham City's most popular escort. Who the hell would live in Gotham? This city's got all kinds of fucking problems. <laughs> and another disappointment was number 14. Halo Girls. Yeah, where's the headshot teabagging comments, guys? Do you have yeah. you played the game online with other people? Yeah. Nathan said how every guy pictures every woman on Xbox Live, which was funny because he followed up the joke in number fifteen with the Blanca looking guy, and he said what every woman 
on Xbox Live actually looks like. Close, it's a chunk, it's a two close. part comment though, you know. Mm, you you see need it. to see both in order to get the to appreciate entire, it. Yeah. So and then Ed said, Mark Millar does colorblind Braveheart cosplay, which made me laugh because the guy does kind of look like Mark Millar. So Is that a compliment? Like that, no, I don't think it was a compliment. Oh. But it's too bad. <laughs> But that that one actually made me laugh because I I had to think about it, but then I was like, oh, that was a very well well thought out uh, comment there. We just have real snappy intellectual people that are the comment bastards. We do indeed. These uh these comments are gonna they're gonna get you get you thinking. Yep, I appreciate that. So I think we should. Uh, I think it's Jason. The you the think? season fry. Fries, get them here first. Yeah, it does. That look- instantly made me laugh, and that really got like the ball rolling for everyone else. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's, and it it's because funny. it looks like he really is going to sell a season fries. <laughs> He's going to sell something. He's selling something. I mean, might be a tug job in the parking lot, but damn it, <laughs> he's got some for sale. <laughs> Pass on that. I'll buy the season fries. That it's street. Oh, slang and I am not. No, that's terrible. So, congratulations, Jason. We'll be in contact with you, and you get to name, rename the like it button yeah. with either Whatever a phrase you... of your choice, or yeah. it could just be like, Jason likes it. That's fine, too. Think of something witty. Plumps. Or don't. I don't care. Yeah. Plumps when you cook them? That'd be fine. Sure. I'd All cl- right. I'd click my box every time. We'll, we'll let him think That's of fine. It. I don't want to plant no. the seed. You go ahead and do your thing. So. There you go. And, and you know, thanks for everyone. Yeah. Checking you know, out the we'll, site and leaving a comment, interacting with us. Exactly. Maybe we'll do another one, another landmark that we reach, and then, uh, you know, not give you so many damn pictures to look at so that yeah. you're not just like, oh, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Hopefully everyone had fun looking at it, at least. I mean, yeah, yeah. made me laugh. It took me like two hours to find all those fucking photos. That's and, too long, I think. You shouldn't have eh, <laughs> I want to have a good variety. That's true. It was so, pretty... Because uh, I, little... I found the first, like, five easy. No problem there. Then you just wanted to dig deeper and get a little... Yeah. Because I was like, well, what if, you know, what if no one really has a comment for it's true. fucking Frylock Firestorm? So, <laughs> that's what I was just like. Frylock Firestorm. I was like, Frylock Perfect. and, and uh, Professor Blah 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 combined to form the new Firestorm. So that would get canceled. I hope so. <laughs> Fear of the butt storm. <laughs> Let's hope that book gets <laughs> going, I guess. <laughs> DC's like, trademark it. Fear of the butt storm. We'll make that character in two. He's done? Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. Who drew it? Don't tell me. Surprise me. <laughs> tell me a writer drew it. What? Wow, that, they should do that. One month. Switch roles. <laughs> you're writing and you're drawing. Like, oh. No, I don't. <laughs> All the books are delayed. <laughs> I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> the artists don't fucking write. And the writers don't fucking draw. They're just like, uh. No, fuck it. You got one panel. Let's go in. Go into press. Go Taking press. this company into the ground. <laughs> Two ninety nine. I'm so glad that we're not asking for more for this. What the Ooh. hell? That was our best month ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be interesting. Yeah, people I'd would... buy everything twice. Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't. I'd buy it once. You know how much those would be worth? What would be huge amounts? In this issue, a firestorm, butt chaser, farter. What was it called? I don't butt know. Storm. Butt storm. <laughs> These are literally the series of books that brought down the company. Do you see? They'll be priceless, man. And you can make the new logo. You can make the C almost look like butt cheeks. Totally. They'd be perfect. Because Some little poof of fire coming out of it. All those books would be worth so much money because, you know, halfway through, they're getting shipped out. Like, DC would, like, 
blow up all the diamond trucks or something. They'd be like, no, we regret everything. <laughs> Only some get to the shelves. Oh, they always get to the shelves. Yeah, but and then the digital ones will all have like viruses on it. So it's basically just going to be like contagion, but it was DC <laughs> <laughs> and Buttstorm. And then all of a sudden, like fucking Comicology selling the digital version for like $20. You're like, $20 for the digital version? What yeah. the fuck's happening? This one will give you a virus. And you're like, there you go. Joe Q's just like, I don't know what they did, but good. <laughs> and then he high fives Mickey for like, and then, <laughs> and they, then pulls his pants down. He's like, I'm ready. Wow. Yeah, I went there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Moving on. I think, uh, <laughs> um, I guess we can talk about, you want to talk about Chronicle? Let's talk about Chronicle. Um, I'm pretty sure it's all over the world right now. And we did the week. It's been out four weeks. Four weeks? Really? It came out in the Super Bowl. Did so. it? This might, yeah, four weeks. Yeah. Wow. Because usually, like, I don't like talking about it unless it's been like a week or two so people can see it. Yeah, because yeah, people have definitely had. Yeah, you've at that time, but it's still doing well in the box office. Ample so. window. Can I just do a little number crunch for that? Oh, please! Twelve million for its budget. Yeah, grossed I, eighty million. I what? Could, That's a fucking hit. I I could tell you it was made off twelve million. I was going to go lower. Yeah, no, twelve mil. I was going to say twelve bucks. Yeah, oh, we have apparently already differing. Uh, I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't know. Didn't sound like it. Eh, kind of. All right. I mean, some of it. We'll get into further details, I guess. All right. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Chronicle. Uh, you want to tell them what it's about in case they have no clue or didn't give a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, it is essentially about three high schoolers that after a uh, discovery underground at a party, they find, we'll just say an alien craft because they don't specify what it is. They have telekinesis and... They slowly develop the power more and more until they can just kind of do all sorts of shit with their mind. But yeah, the telekinesis was given to them somehow from the yeah. the craft, alien craft or whatever. And they're all uh, somewhat connected and everything um, to where they can really sense when one of them's in, in danger or... Acting out. Yeah. Basically, or, like, sent, it's almost like their powers are connected to where one side is, you know, using the fuse way too much. The other two are getting yeah. shortchanged, and they can feel it and go go find them. Yeah, it's almost like an empathy they share. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. You follow the kids as it progresses their power, and basically, is their friendship strong enough to, you know, wait outweigh this possibility or this power? Um, yeah, three... because the main character, his life is shit. Right. So. He's abused by his father. His mom's mm-hmm. uh, dying of cancer. Um, he's picked on by everyone at school. And so he saves up his own money and buys a video camera. And that's the kind of visual device that is shown through the story, like kind of Cloverfield style, where the camera, like amateur footage, is your connection your to connection. the world. Yeah. Yep. So um, I personally like stuff like that. You know, I enjoyed Cloverfield. Never saw it. Um, I mean, there wasn't too much shaky cam in this, and I think that was a good thing. Really? Compared to others that have done it, oh. no. It, it's okay, it's shaky right. cam is far less than than like that of Cloverfield or mm-hmm. Blair Witch or anything like that. Right. So I and and that stuff doesn't really bother me. I know I know a lot of people are like motion sickness, motion sickness. No, it doesn't no. affect me yeah. on that. 
And I feel like I've been talking a lot, so why don't you, why don't oh, you no, dive in? I was going to let you have your um, point of it. Um, wait, how about this? How about I just give you the the fodder for it? So did you like the movie? I liked it a lot. Okay. I think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen of the year so far. Of the year. Uh, and granted, it's only February, but still. I, I think statement. That's will... almost a crazy-ass movie reviewer statement. <laughs> the best movie I've seen all year. It's January 1st, bitch. one How of the best movies I've seen all year. And I have seen several movies so Bunch far. Bunch of movies. Year. Yeah. It's Pick of your litter. I enjoyed it. I, it's, it was good enough to where I would even consider buying DVD when it came out. Well, and yeah. uh, that's a rare fucking thing for me to say anymore. Yeah. So... And then, uh, so like, okay, how about this? How about a comic book movie wise? Because it's clearly comic book influenced up and down. I I liked it a lot in that regards too. So I as a, as a comic the... book movie, you, you would tell another comic book nerd, "Hey man, Go I, see it. I yeah. think you'll like this because I've seen you read." Well, comics. I saw it the same week Ghost Rider came out, and right. so that says a lot considering I chose it over Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and I would recommend it over Ghost Rider any day. Okay. So, um, yeah, I I just think that the the, the development of the powers was very intelligent. It was well-paced, and just, I really liked, I mean, spoiler right here, the main character, your his journey is to becoming a supervillain. Yeah, You're it's, essentially following it's a very, supervillain It's very Akira-esque in yeah. the way, the, the way like, the Tessaro power, like, goes and mm. it consumes him until he can't control it anymore, and to, to a small degree that it wasn't, like, verbatim that so don't go fucking flaming yeah. me for that but it was just reminiscent of that especially towards the end on the final act yeah definitely it was but just it's like his entire world had they're trying to reach broken him. like Kaneda's trying to talk to him yeah yeah his whole world was shit to begin with and it's and just, then it just his mom dies and or is dying and his father's not doing anything to his father was almost a very over-the-top piece of the shit <laughs> like i was yeah like, he, he was a little but i i, I get that because I think that is a kind of a, a common, I don't know, I mean, it's become a common story device, but I also think it's like a common story of like, you know, the mom's sick, it's very strenuous on the father. I'm sure, I'm sure. And he's just taking out his frustrations on the only other person that has to deal with it that he feel isn't doing his part, which is his teenage son. And what the hell can his son do? Right. Go to school, He he, he can't even not get his ass kicked to school, so yeah. there you go. And that's, they use those, you know, representations of him to show how weak he is and how he can't do anything. Yeah. And now he's given the juice. So now he can do it. He doesn't know. He's never had the juice before. Exactly. So I, he doesn't know what to control. He don't know when's when, when's yeah. it, when's it enough? He, doesn't, he, he can't gauge it. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty perfect. I mean, and they, they spell out, you know, the steps that they're doing for you. They don't try to hide it. Like his Hebrews, okay. um, like his his cousin even calls it out. Like, yeah, he's like here you go. This is for the slow people. But I mean that that truly was his breaking point mm-hmm. that they should never have given him any sort of popularity right. because he was never going to be able to handle that. He doesn't know he he was socially retarded. Exactly. And yeah. he he'd been his whole life, and then you overdose him on it with this big party night that he experienced at the magic show and try to get with that chick, and then he doesn't know how to handle it because he's yeah. socially inept. Yeah. So, um, I think, and is there anything else you want to say about Chronicle or what are your other two cents? Um, I personally really loved the part with them flying. Like I thought those were great fucking scenes and I don't know. That was just per- personally for me. I thought that was like probably the best scenes in the, the movie. There you go. So I enjoyed it. I, I got a feeling you weren't um, as enthusiastic. About it was it, okay. So. 
just okay. Yeah, I did. um, It's not going to work for everyone, but. um, The part that really disenchanted me with the whole thing, it's like, I get it. It's Chronicle. You're filming everything. And you have incorporated the whole camera thing into your story. I, I don't even want to say seamlessly, but it's just, to me, that's annoying when I'm viewing everything through a fucking camera. And you can conveniently take story breaks through that. And like, well, they'll use the little jump cut thing. And I mean, it just, I don't know that, that took me out of it. Like narrative wise. I mean, I get it. I see what you were doing, but to me, it just, it didn't help it. It just kind of was always in the back of my mind. Like that's kind of annoying. And the way another girl has a camera at the party. Oh, Hey, what are you doing? It. I'm doing it for my blog. Why? Because you can't have this character in the movie the whole goddamn time filming because it's not practical. It's stupid. Just go ahead, use the camera as a jump-off point, and then I'll accept it. I don't need that encompassing everything. And I really thought they were going to work it into the end of maybe this is footage someone's viewing later on. And that was the footage they've gathered throughout the whole event. Like, you know, give me the security cameras at the plaza. Give me that. And I think maybe they're just viewing this whole thing to put it together or... I don't know. I got, that's what I was kind of waiting for, but it never really went that way. I mean, the movie's only an hour and 15 minutes. It didn't go that route. It was just like, hey, we're fucking done. The story's done telling. And I was like, well, that's fine. But it was just that aspect, the whole... Yeah, I, I agree about the... Like, the only two minor things that bothered me was the girl with the other camera. Completely un- unneeded, but... The girl with the other camera... They needed that love angle, kind of, I guess. Yeah, but I didn't need... I'm sure they were probably told they needed to have a love angle. I don't know, probably, but... You gave it the love angle to, like, the main character who wasn't really the main... I, to me, I thought yeah, the, the nerdy kid was the main character. Yeah, he definitely... No, he definitely but was. But you give it to, like, the second fiddle, and I was just kind of like, well, this guy's kind of annoying because his character was so different in the beginning, and then he it, he had weird switches to me. Like, he would Yeah, treat- it was... Well, I, I mean, I liked his character because, obviously, if there's a sequel, because it sets up for a sequel of course or even like a trilogy or whatnot he will become the main character of course yeah and yeah. It, and it's, whereas this chapter was very much in a way just his creation no and you're following it through the, i get the it villains. it's a total origin story yeah. i get it um i didn't that that that's kind of one thing that irked me um i don't know if it bothered me where i couldn't enjoy it but i was just like it was just okay to me and some of the effects were kind of corny like the fucking pringles part like it, it just it looks sloppy, just like visually. I don't know, like that kind of like bothered me a little bit, but um, it's it just all my POV on that one. And uh, there was one other thing that just kind of was just like, eh. like the part where he, they're they're doing the big Dragon Ball fight at the end, and he's pulling all the iPads and cell phones, and to keep it recording, like I'm viewing through that. But those, it's just like, what what purpose does that serve now? I think that was just more of his shattered mindset. It was just something he to was constantly so be. Used I know. To well, I know to constantly be on a camera. Did it out to of constantly like be Filmed in case something happens. I'm going to film you when you hurt me, Dad. I'm, you're drunk. Yeah, I get it. I get like those character elements, but I don't know. Just like towards the end, it's like I don't need that anymore. That's just like the real, like I don't know, part that annoyed the shit out of me. I don't know. I guess and, I just saw it differently. So. And they never they they had no repercussions for their powers. There was they had just kind of stated these generic rules, but there was no they could just do whatever they want. There was no penalty to anything. 
like well, there was like the nosebleed, so you kind of have to wonder what that was physically it, doing. It was to telekinesis. That was putting such a strain on their mind to do those things, and it's just like learning. Like he's going to learn faster. He's more in tune with it, or whatever. Like he has the natural talent, like playing a fucking violin. But there was just no repercussions ever for their powers ever. Like they were just like, yeah, woo. And I was like, I guess when you're flying and you guys are wearing the jackets, when you wear when you go to those speeds of flying, you have to cover your eyes. It's like a motorcycle. But I guess I'm letting that slide because I saw you jam a fork in his hand and you have some sort of like telekinetic shield. Yeah, they, they made a shield, but I could have swore that they were wearing goggles. I don't remember that. Maybe they were, but I Yeah, just... I think they were wearing goggles. It was just after the plane came and they like crashed onto the ground that they, they weren't. Mm. So I don't know. It was okay. I uh, mean, I really liked it. So you know, I say rent it or whatever, or go. See. It's probably in a theater still somewhere, but yeah, definitely still in the theaters. I mean, when it's making that much money, I mean, like I said, if you if you can triple your budget or like the ticket sales, if you can triple what your budget was with ticket sales, you're considered a hit in Hollywood. So that's definitely a hit considering twelve and, million to eight. Just on the same note of Hollywood and the shite that they continue to spew out and call comic book movies. I think the reason, and granted my opinion on this movie is just kind of just being nitpicky, but overall it was written by a person that understands comic books and respects them in that narrative and that narrative for that style. Um, Landis, Max Landis wrote it. So he's clearly a comic book nerd where he's like, I'm going to respect this. I'm going to know the evolution of these characters. I'm going to put them on a comic book pacing. Where else you get other, these big Hollywood movies. And it's written by like an asshole that was just given the job or just yeah, thought or he was. marathon through like a hundred yeah. you know, issues of a book. And he thinks, okay, I got it now. It's not, it's not passion that wrote these big Hollywood movies. It's not, you know, this guy didn't write, you know the fucking X-Men movies because he loved X-Men because he wanted his... He understood those characters. It was just some dude who's like, here's some trade paperbacks, motherfucker. Read this. That guy goes snick. That guy goes, eh. That guy's charges shit. Cards. Yeah, it's stupid, but whatever. That's his power. Uh, he's I the leader. With that. Yeah. And uh So there you go. I mean, that's that's the kind of people that were writing these. And being a nerd, you're just so happy to see X-Men on the screen. You're just like, oh, sweet, X-Men, finally. Oh, I guess it didn't suck, but I love X-Men. I can't make an educated opinion right now. So I think that's why Chronicle does so well in that comic book form. It looks just yeah. like a comic book movie, like should look. No, definitely. Be. I mean, I think it's one of the best non-comic book comic book movies yeah, like, that's, that's out there, like period. Yeah, I don't want to take anything so. away from that because it, it did – it hit those comic book beats like it should. Yeah. So. I mean, I just – I really – enjoyed the progression of the main character and the progression of the powers and it wasn't just instantaneous they really had to just you know literally 45 minutes of the movie is them hanging around fucking around that's yeah. it and but that's it was good there's so many like character moments there that right I, I enjoyed that and sure yeah they're like and I, I even think the little you know explanation to the audience was done done well it was done the way it should be you know, the whole, like, oh, we need to, you know, practice this, and it'll be like a muscle. The more we do it, the better it'll get. Well, yeah. You know, but... it's like, well, duh, I didn't need that. But that's not, it's not for me. It's for everyone else that doesn't know how superhero right. movies work. That's... So. Yeah. But. Oh. All right. Uh, you're going, man. You're going. You took that torch and you yeah. shit on it. And I just was like, I don't want to touch this anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Chronicle. Um, 
Shit, you probably already saw it if you even cared about it. So I was just kind of late to the party on it. Um, and then uh, there's comic books that were read. What uh, what comic books did you read there this week? Well, uh, did you actually, before we get into that, did you play the Darkness 2 demo at all? Yes. And how shitty did you think that was? <laughs> um, being a pretty big fan of first-person shooters, I thought the... I thought the first darkness was just eh. It's the controls. There's too many. It's not that there's too many. I just don't think they're not that they're responsive. They just feel sloppy. Yeah. I don't think they're um, like you need to feel like you're shooting a gun. Like the guns need to have the like guns a don't response. Do, yeah, they don't do you anything. Know, you don't feel like you're. There's no. It's almost like there's no reward for shooting the guns in a way. I know that sounds silly because it's a video game, but. Like in other first-person shooters, like you know, like Call of Duty, for example, all the guns yeah. feel different when they shoot. They get different responses. They, you know, different amount of bullets to they, kill someone. I mean, in this, I shot a shotgun point blank on a guy, and I had to shoot him again. Yeah, I was like, it's a fucking shotgun. I'm aiming at his fucking head next to his head. It should be gone. Like that's a one-shot kill. I yeah, don't care what video game you are. It didn't feel like. It just felt like oh, the trick is using the darkness more. Like the ten, which is what I ended up just doing. Yeah, it kind of almost forces you to because it's just the gun mechanics in the game are just kind of just real bush league. And I was yeah. hoping they would fix that shit from the first one because the first one had the same problems where you're just like, have you guys ever played a first person shooter? That was I good. really I don't know if there was any effort put into this one, and the story was terrible. Um, the character Jackie's character and just the way he acted, I was like, are you the boss? Or are you just what are you really because all your guys talk down to you like they're in charge yeah well you gotta go over there jack you know you gotta do that fuck you how about i do whatever the fuck i want i'm the fucking boss and if you mouth off to me either the darkness or my gun is gonna kill you the darkness is gonna eat your heart yeah and i mean i like the darkling pissing on everything with his little like euro trash t-shirt on but was it like a british flag or something yeah yeah okay yeah he had like a terrible british accent i would Probably the worst British action, accent I've ever heard. Like a Cockney accent? Yeah, and I've done a couple myself, and they were, I would, I would say they were better. Just going to say that. They're not good by any means, but they were better than that one I was hearing. Hear that, 2K? Games? Yes, I, am. I don't know which 2K. I don't know. It was, it was pretty disappointing. The story was terrible. I was like, man, there's so much. I mean, Darkness has get, gotten to 100 issues now. You have enough story to, to pick from. Yeah. You could cherry pick the hell out of it. Instead, you just made up your own shit, I don't, and it was not good. I don't even know if it's out yet. I think it is. It's either next... It's soon. It's got to be soon if the demo hit, like, this week or whatever, or last yeah. week, I think. Yeah, it, it was really whatever. I think there's too many other, not even comic book games, but just blockbuster games that are going to come out and snuff it. I mean, Mass Effect comes out next month, so... Oh, well, yeah. I mean... I don't know. It was... I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, it was disappointing. I was like, ah, video game, comic book movies, another fail. Maybe someone to get it right one day. Doubt it. Anyway, so you want to kick off what you've been reading? You want me to kick off? Uh, what did I read? I read this French book. I'm not going to tell you who wrote it because I don't know his name. It's French. I looked at it. I was like, is that the with a Y? But that's they. That's not right. <laughs> It was called Rain. Okay. Pretty sure I'm saying it right. I think it's three volumes, almost like of a trade paperback style. I think it went up to like 50 odd some pages. 
but it's basically like this elite. It's a, it takes place in Philadelphia for some reason. I mean, all right. I only knew that because it was very sunny there, and okay. in the comic, and uh, it's basically this this terrorist in layman's terms in the short part of the story. The terrorist organization shows up, almost like a underground resurgence, and then there's this like task force that's going to shut them down. And it starts off with, like, a human bomb in um, this mall. So, basically, they have this, like, you know, undisclosed package in the middle of the mall. And they're like, hey, everybody, clear out, clear out. It's weird. It's, like, almost like a trash bag wrapped up. Okay. And uh, they go to inspect it. And it's a kid. It's a little kid in there. And he's got, like, a bomb strapped to his chest. And he's, like, you know, shitting his pants crying. And this one dude's like, get everybody out of here. I'm going to try to disarm this thing. Oh, no, this... Uh, yeah. uh, boom, boom, fuck, dead. Oh. Everything blows out. I mean, it just totally like decimates everything. And it just, you follow, like, that kind of sets it off. And this organization is just like, just bending the city over, just like fucking blowing shit up. They're sending in dudes. They're just, they're killing for no reason because, you know, America's fucked up. And they got their own twisted perversion of how, you know, the world should be ran and the government. Right. It's, it's really like, you know, a pretty generic action story you could this could almost be a gi joe story storyline you know we're cobra but it's kind of kind of sounds like it yeah a little more grounded in reality to an extent um so yeah they're just there's these guys are sitting there murking everybody in the mall just shooting just people you know but the thing is is they're filming everything hmm. they're filming it for like the internet and showing you know hey we are this entity we are this power so the media can't you know throw it any they can't throw a different spin on it you know what i mean I kind of hate that whole ter- terrorist organization filming mm-hmm. their shit now angle. Yeah. It seems to be uh, a big plot device in like comic books, movies, and stuff. It's real, real, TV shows, especially. It's real comic book hot button. But, uh, yeah, it, it was okay. Like, like, the art was really fucking good. Like, or was the shit. I was gonna ask because I've seen all French artists just impress the shit out of me. Dude, I had to see like, a French comic book that looked ugly. Yeah, it was just cool, and like the dude understood action. Whoever wrote it was like really into like he knew what he was talking about when mm-hmm. it come up to like you know the bombs and the type of guns, and he was just like a real I don't know big gun nerd or some shit. Um, the story was a little too. It, had, it was kind of everyone talked a little too much. Just kind of like, can we get on with it? And it was, oh, we're gonna hmm. talk about some shit. Let's go shoot some more stuff. <laughs> so it kind of, I mean, that was the only thing. I only read the first volume. I guess there's two more. Um, but I can't I can't help to think that this story took place another time or something. Because one, like, one of the main leaders of the good guys, I'll just call him that because I don't remember the names. He was just like, you know, we got to get this chick. And there's this chick that I used to roll with. And she has like a scar on her face. It's like okay. a big burn. And she, she's just like a hardcore bitch. And they go to get her, but the the bad guys know about her too, so they send a bunch of guys to take her out before they can use her as this, you know, because she's super badass. Why don't they, why don't they just take her out already? No, they go to take her out, and she fucking owns all of them. Oh. Huh. Yeah, she ain't nothing to fuck with. And then they get a hold of her, and, like, they finally get her down, and uh, she's like, you oh, know, I'll go with it, cool. And they're driving, like, the armored truck to take her away. They're like, yeah, we're going to kill... Put the dude's head through the window... Takes his gun, headbutts the other motherfucker, shoots the dudes in the back, <laughs> starts driving. The dude that she headbutted, she's like, "Tell me who sent you? Who wants me dead? Who who started all this shit back up? Cause I had, my life was good." 
And he's just like, I ain't telling you shit. She's like, you know what I'm doing? This car's going faster. She shoots his fucking airbag, and she's like, and your airbag don't work. And she they keeps driving, and she keeps speeding up, speeding up, and, like, she's heading towards, like, all the roads are shut down because of the explosion in the mall. The whole city's backed up, so she's just flying through all the cars. Totally, he finally says, he's like, Rain, Rain, they're back. They're fucking shitting on your hood. And she's just like, mm-hmm smashes this truck right into this like construction vehicle it just totally okay. like bows in front and then they're moving on her and shit they got a helicopter coming down like this Toyota Sorex station is hooked the fuck up <laughs> they got a helicopter and they open the door they're like where is she she's fucking gone she is already in the helicopter breaking this fucker's neck <laughs> shooting more dudes I was like well this bitch is hard as fuck <laughs> she was wow. just like killing everything that was the highlight of the book I was just like that sounds cool. She takes a helicopter out of there, gets on the phone. She's like, yeah, tell him to reinstate me. I'm fucking back. And she shoves the phone up a bum's ass and just leaves. She on Monday. Have my mug ready. Yeah, dude. She was, <clears throat> I was like, man. Need some ointment for this fucking spell. Put her on the cover. She's hard as a hurricane. Hmm. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Not all the talking, but, you know. Yeah, the talking kind of sucked, but the payoff was her fucking everything up. And you're like, yeah, that's cool. Hmm. It was pretty Sounds sick. interesting. And then I just read some other BS, like, uh, I think I read Wonder Woman 4. I'm behind on all that shit. I read Jennifer Blood 9. <sighs> I kind of want to, I kind of, just kind of giving this book the benefit of the doubt. Cause, yeah, yeah, some, Why? We had a couple good times. I want to see what you can. Yeah, it's a new writer. Yeah, but. It, like, and who cares about the artist? The art looks the same. Like, I don't think it's. They're, they're just, like, no, no, you you can keep drawing. Yeah, no one else wants to touch this. One little thing I just want to bring up about what I read on it. I won't go into too much detail. Okay. Issue starts off the son of Jennifer. Like, I thought they were going to kind of stay with the family. I'm like, oh, this is a nice spin. Let's get back into the family part with the kids and the husband. He runs out of the house with the M16 in his hand. And it's, it's Jennifer's because it's... He got it out of her, her weapon cache and... The secret one that needs a code and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Hmm. I'm like, and then, and then that turns into a thing. Cops show up, whatever. It's on the news. And they blame it on, you know, bangers or drug dealers leaving weapons out. Of course. They, they figure a way to get out of it. The media's there. The mob somehow get the license plate off of the her minivan because they know that she's still, like, she's like, find that minivan and we're going to. Didn't she kill all the mobsters? I thought. I thought. Sure that's how the sixth I, issue ended with her mi- killing fucking everyone. Yeah, so unless I missed something or she made some enemies somewhere else. And I think the main bad guy, he drinks pee. Is that supposed to be cool? Is that like a guard thing? <laughs> what? Yeah, he just drinks jars of pee. And he's like, Dustin, go fill up. She's like, He's like, this is a 15-year-old, you know, cab pee of yours. Dottie's pee goes down smooth. Now, Dustin, go fill your mug. I think it's only women's pee drinks because that would be weird if those guys. I was just like, what? Because I, I looked at the thing. I was like, he's not drinking cognac or anything. That's kind of a weird glass to drink uh, a Marlowe out of. Oh, that's pee. No one really. No one says, hey, this is pee. But it's kind of The pee. implication is like yeah, he's a, uh, tinkle you're, time. You're implying. Yeah, he's like, go fill, your, what do you, go fill it with what? Pee? Because that's what I'm going to do. Are you, have you been drinking pee this whole time? Been working for you? Because <laughs> it smells like pee in the room. Well, listen, I've been eating asparagus for two weeks straight. You're going to be some rank pee. <laughs> you're going to enjoy this. Should do uh You weird bad guy. 
Sugar Smacks. That always makes your pee smell weird. Dude, number one, I don't think they call it Sugar Smacks anymore. Whatever. Because they they changed they took Fine, sugar out of the title whatever. out of all cereal. Remember that? Still Sugar Smacks. I'm just saying, it makes your pee smell weird. What are you like pissing your hands? Like, mm, no, sugar like smacks. when you're at a urinal, you're gonna be like, oh, that's got to be Sugar Smacks because that that wasn't like that yesterday, and I didn't have Sugar Smacks yesterday. <laughs> Today though, it smells different. I'm just telling you. I don't know if I would point the finger at Sugar Smacks so quickly. No, I, I, I've tracked it down, okay? It I've honey, done some research. Honey I'm Smacks? Like, no, I don't think it's called Honey Smacks. It's just called Smacks because it's all hip now. Yeah, it's just Smacks because they took the sugar out, like you said. Well, no, the sugar's still in there. <laughs> they just took it out of the oh, title. Oh, yeah, out of the title. Right. What, what, else, what else? What did you read? I read something. Oh, else. I thought you were asking what else makes my pee smell different. No, I um... really super highly <laughs> can't stress how uninterested... I am about Just saying. Sugar smacks. Look into it, people. What if there was asparagus sugar smacks? That'd be gross. Dude, it would probably... It'd knock you out. It would be so disgusting. It would have a reverse effect and smell good. We're like, oh, that's enchanting. Yeah. What is that? Asparagus and sugar smacks. Don't they just call it smacks now? Here, smell this. Tell you. Oh, never mind. I don't even care. Just keep (laughs) peeing. Oh, dude, it smells like vanilla and cinnamon all at once. (laughs) And a chocolate cake. Um, well, I have read, I read this book from Ani. I get, uh, cause I'm a member of this like super secret review geek thing. It's, it's not super secret, but it's like professional reviewers go there. You have to get approved. You have to submit an application. How like, do you feel about that listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Let me rub this in your fucking face. I just, you know, I'm explaining because it's like, they're not going to be able to read this book for a while. I know. Cause people are probably listening to him and go, fuck him. Fuck dust the super secret. Fuck you. <laughs> No, I was joking about that. But, you, oh. you know, you have to, like, apply for it. They don't just go, hey, anyone fucking right. sign up. I get it. It's cool. And uh, Ani puts a lot of their, like, really advanced reviews. Mm-hmm. Like just Or, like, review copies. And you're like, wow, what the fuck? This book's, like, it even tells you, like, hey, coming out in, like, June. And I'm like, oh, this is February, so let me look at the fuck at this. And it was called Holiday. And at Stay first you're away. just like... And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a shitty title, but whatever. <laughs> like holiday, but it had a double L. Oh, shit. Yeah. What does that mean? And I also had a gun on the cover. Oh, my so God. I was like, was, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's go. Was the L a gun? No. Sweet. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, so I'm reading it. It starts off, this guy's like a, he's a dentist. And you're just like, all right, this is, this is weird. What is this book about? <laughs> Bored already. What? But then... You know, I keep reading. I'm mm-hmm. like 10 pages in, and it hits me that this is fucking Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday, modern day. This is Tombstone, modern day. But by the time you realize that, you're just like, this is a really cool fucking book. You because it's up like, for the dental plan. <laughs> I did. And the best part is everyone knows he's a fucking dentist. He's like, he's a legitimate dentist, but he's still Doc Holliday doing like gambling and shit and running with the herbs and shit. Right. And, like, what hooked me is, like, all the gangbangers are called cowboys. Mm-hmm. Like, they just straight up call them cowboys. But it didn't do this, like, because there was a book, I think, last, two years ago or something called, uh, it was, like, it was basically just Wyatt Earp 2040 or what whatnot from Radical. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it just called Earp or something? Yeah, I think it was just called Earp. But that book had kind of the same idea. You know, you put it in a modern setting, you have them be cops, blah, 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 blah. Didn't work out. It was a terrible mm-hmm. fucking book preview issue was good everything after the actual concept was didn't terrible they have like a zero issue when they try yeah. to explain like the money and stuff and it was just real fucking dumb 
See, I kind of liked uh, not the the money explanation, but I like that zero issue. Right. It's just that when you got the first issue, is like the zero issue plus the continuation of it, and it was like, pages. oh, this is terrible. Right. But with this, you know, you have it all through Holiday's perspective. He's narrating it, mm-hmm. and it was just really fucking good. And it was kind of like, you know, Chicago only set in the town of Tombstone. Tombstone's become this big corrupt ass fucking city with long-running roots of corruption like las vegas jr <clears throat> kind of and then the herbs they're on vice and they're they run that shit like vic mac like just as hardcore <laughs> he's referencing the television show the shield which we've done before um but so i really enjoy that element and i did not put this book down once i started it so you're carrying it with you right now yeah the book mm-hmm was it digital? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. But I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to write a, a review for it. Um, just the gunplay was cool. Just the elements they kind of picked. Because they don't try to, like, force it in. But they got like, it right, the historical. Yeah, they don't try to, like, force the historical elements in. They just incorporate them. And Holiday's character is fucking cool as hell. He's just really cool. He's always picking on these one gangbangers, like the fourth fourth corner gangbangers that are cowboys. And he just, just he fucking harasses them so much. And like, God, don't fuck with Holiday, man. You might be sick and shit, but he'll pull a fucking gun on you quick. And he does. He does all the time. Like, this guy shows him his piece, and he's like, boom, he already has two guns out. And he's just like, fuck, what, what piece? What? Right. And they, he's, he's rolling with this other, um, like, cowboy and they're like man why do you hang out with this guy he's like because i don't want to be on either end of those of that barrel right and just like straight up he's like that's why what kind of gun does he use i don't know they don't really go into like mm-hmm. what kind of, i mean just okay. like modern weapons yeah, they're I, not I using thought, like six shooters or anything well no i mean i thought like he would have a you know designated piece likes to use no not really no. so i mean not, not that they bother covering with the story it doesn't really fit in with the presentation so, all in black and white, though. I mean, it was just—it was really, it was really solid storytelling. Um, there was some action that wasn't the best, but right. I get it. Like the confines of is the page—is it a single issue or it's is a graphic it... novel? Okay, like, it's, it's a standalone that's right. story okay. that from beginning to end done. That's what I thought. So, but yeah, I mean, it was—it was hella fucking cool. I, I enjoyed the crap out of it. So you guys so. can expect to see this holiday book in the near future, I guess, or maybe Dustin will go on a DeLorean and bring you back an issue. <laughs> Just kidding. You got to wait till June. Yeah, I think it's June. It might be April or something, but you know, I mean, it's not like you're not going to get this next week or anything like right. that. So uh, then I also read a book called Turning Tiger from uh, Renegade and Arachna or something. I think is the one we talked about last week. It's the Bender Spink guys. Well, it's the company they bought all the books from. Right. But this isn't one of those. Um, and it was basically kind of like a mech suit done in America. Mm-hmm. It's an all-ages book. And it's about this girl and her family and whatnot. And, like, the flip side of the story is this military base about these three robots that they're testing. Um, like, they are just have computer brains. And they're doing a kind of a war game thing, trying them out, seeing how they... You know how they do, and then the little girl and her mom get into like a car accident, and one of the robots like freaks the fuck out, takes the other two robots out, 
and and leaves the base and so they're freaking out because this is like a secret program they're like get the fucking robot back uh like any means possible and then uh you know and then the robot goes and it like kidnaps the little girl and they're like what is going on with this robot like what what's happening so the story kind of goes in i don't want to you know right say what's happening there but it was pretty interesting i was like oh wow that's kind of a cool little twist to it what was it called again turning tiger and uh i mean this first volume the only thing i'll say is the story was a little bit rushed and it kind of ends abruptly um is it a one shot or no it's like a little graphic novel too Mm. so i would call it like a mini graphic novel it's not like your standard format of 100 plus pages right i think it clocks in at like 80 pages or something like that so it was fun it was just a you know, like I said, it was kid friendly. The art's okay. It's nothing, nothing spectacular, but it, it's good in the confines of what it, you know, what it's about and what demographic it's going for. You think books like that have a hard time getting off the ground or popular because they just kind of have one attempt to oppress you or one temp- attempt to get your attention? Where a monthly book would be like, oh, you may check it out, new story arc, or hey, it's only I... number three, you can catch up. I think they have a hard time either way. Um, I think they have a better chance of repeating the success if they do the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the single issue, there's probably too much money into it, and they're not gonna, you know, I mean, if they fail to make their sales on the first issue, then they're done, right? And they don't even get to complete their story. Whereas with the graphic novel, people are a little more willing to take a chance on it. it has a little more sh- shelf life to it, to where they can count on future sales. Especially if they do make enough to go to a second, you know, novel, Volume and then people people that didn't know about it will go back and pick up the first. Yeah. So I, I think they have it rough either way, unless you're just this like, you know, crazy breakout hit, like kind of like how Scott Pilgrim was. He did one volume that really took off. Unless there's like a hype machine behind it or something. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah. Cool. Um, when does that come out? Do you know? Uh, I think it might be out right now. I want to say now or maybe next week. Soon, we'll go yeah, soon. It's very soon. <clears throat> so, cool. What else is that? Is that all your books or? Uh, well, I mean that big Image Expo is this weekend, uh, yeah. and uh, so they announced tons of, well, not tons. I mean they, they announced a good handful of uh, series announcements, like Grant Morrison doing his first Image book. Well, first like. 100% Grant Morrison image book. Um, and then, What's it called? Do you know? That one's called Happy. Is he going to have enough time to fuck up Superman and Batman and do this? I guess. Huh. I don't know. I expect shipping delays. That's all I'd say. Because oh. I think he's also, if I'm not mistaken, it's the artist from um, The Boys. Really? Which, uh, his art is, I don't know. When he actually has time to do his art and has a good colorist and stuff it his art can look really good so far everything he's done at dynamite i thought was pretty Just ugly ho-hum yeah it wasn't as good as when it was being done at wildstorm for sure because he didn't have wildstorm's colorist right um like if you don't know wildstorm has pretty much become the the art division of dc and uh so i don't know i mean, we'll see if they really can I just hope that they've written more than one issue, and have, they should really have like the, either the whole the series in the can, or at least half of the series in the can. Otherwise, you're never going to get to see the fucking end of that. Mm. And um, then 
they announced this other book, Planetoid, which is actually, it's already out in digital format. It was one of the self-published digital books on Graphically. And I guess, uh, learned a little something here. Uh, iFanboy is basically the same company as Graphically, which is also basically the same company as Boom. And so iFanboy approached, they loved the book so much that they approached the guy and they're like, no, you should really, you know, and they learned of it because they got a free copy from Graphically. And um, they were like, you should really approach you know, image about self-publishing this in print instead. Like, don't, don't just do the digital route. Right. And so image was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll sign you up. So you could already buy the first issue digitally, but now like the big news is that it's going to print in, which is kind of rare because a lot of times it's the other way around. Yeah. Or they'll do, um, they'll do the entire series in print. Kind of like what dead horse is trying to do. They're like, all right, we're going to do it all in print or in digital first and then collect it in, in print. Um, it's also what, uh, atomic robot did the mm-hmm. digital sales were so good they actually got to start printing and and doing it you know on a monthly series in print whereas before they were just doing digitally and releasing in trades do you think it's harder to have it one or the other i mean because if you have both you're just like well i'm at comic book stores i'm digital but i can't just be digital because maybe the average fan doesn't really go looking for new stuff like that on the internet or through digital mediums if I can't get through all the digital stores? Well, I mean, in the case of, like, say, Atomic Robot or Atomic Robo, um, they couldn't get anyone to print it. And they released it as an iPhone app and they did gangbusters, you know, just like average people were buying it, comic fans were buying it. And so... That really helped him out in that regard. Now, I wouldn't say that works for everyone. I think it yeah. depends on your product, and it depends on the audience you're going for. Um, Atomic Robo, Robo is not necessarily like a superhero comic book for everyone. There's a lot of historical stuff. There's a lot of like walk of comedy to it. And so I think that's why it appealed to such a mass market. A lot of walk-in comedy? Like walk-a, walk-a comedy, sorry. Oh, like the bear? Kind of. Okay. I, I so. thought I heard something else. Go ahead. That's fine. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think it depends on the product, depends on the, the audience you're trying to reach. I definitely think it can work. I don't think it's just going to magically work for everyone. Okay, so if you had a comic book built, like a local artist or whatever, what what avenue would you try to go? I mean, it's all your... Um, I mean, digitally, obviously, is cheaper. Right. But then you also go risk run the risk of um, pirating a lot sooner. But then also, yeah, that might help you. Yeah, too. but does it turn into like music where small bands should embrace that because it gets your music out there yeah, exactly. faster and, you know... And it's just a reality anyways. I mean, if your book does take off, it's going to get pirated anyways. Yeah. Then it, and you're not really going to lose any sales off of... Especially not for... Con- I don't know. I mean, the comic book thing, it's the people that download the entire volume, three volumes of Robin... Well, clearly, they were never going to buy all three volumes of Robin or something. You know, it's just like the people are going to buy stuff, are going to buy it because they want it. And the people that were never going to buy it are never going to buy it. And if it helps your indie book to where more people are actually buying it, then. I mean, would you so be willing it. to take that hit of being like, damn, I kind of lost a lot of money on this, but it's done and it's out and it got the shit pirated out of it? And I sold a couple, but not really enough to make my money back. 
I don't know if I can afford to do another volume or issue, but maybe hope that the demand is high because these pirated copies are floating around and maybe the 12,000 downloads that got paid for. I think it just depends on the quality of your product. I mean, if you have a good product, then people are going to buy it regardless. So, I don't know. I guess it just kind of be a case by case. It's kind of hard to answer that question. Not having gone through it or having like hard have to roll the dice. I mean, because that's got to be probably one of the biggest hurdles to do a creator own that's not backed by like you know you're really more of a grassroots movement than a really like through an image sure it's creator owned but to yeah but it has a marketing machine yeah it has the machine that is image to get you where you need to be like they're doing like a lot of the heavy lifting for you on that side yeah so that is a question for the ages i don't know the answer nope I figure just throw it out there and, you know, they'll fucking, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, you'll know in a little bit. <laughs> you'll be like, no one's buying my shit. Oh, they can't stop stealing it. And hopefully, maybe they're stealing a lot of it, then maybe you'll get a, you know. Well, I mean, if it's a bad book, I mean, I don't think people will probably steal it either. So I've seen plenty of creator-owned stuff out there that I've never found floating on the internet. It's true. So, I guess it really depends. Cool. Did uh, is there anything else? No. You? Uh, I no. know something you read. What did I read? Hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. I don't even know where to begin about this book. I don't think it comes out to like March. No, it comes out in like yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I forget where we're at the like end of the month. March. It's either March first or or not March first, but first week of march yeah i think it's march 7th i don't know i wrote a review for it i don't know i this book sucks <laughs> i think I, I want someone else to read it just so i can talk about it and maybe they'll see no, an aspect that i haven't seen i guess um basically in a nutshell i don't know if i can talk about it can i talk about it yeah image doesn't care image okay it's only idw and occasionally others that care um, the short version is basically the this soldier, he's in Kuwait right at the very beginning, 20 years ago. Operation Desert Storm. Right. We give us that oil. Um, he's, a, he's up the river. He's up Shit Creek. He's about to get killed. And then all of a sudden these superheroes come out of nowhere that save his ass. This world's never known superheroes. They just decided to show up and save this guy. And from All that right. moment on, the events that follow, as they turn, I assume it's Earth, and no one ever really says it. You just kind of go with it because they got humanoids that look like me <laughs> on the paper. <laughs> um, they turn it. They try to turn it into a, like a utopia. You know, they're kind of just like, hey, we'll give you the tools and the will, but you got to kind of make it right yourself. Mm. You know, very... Uh, very like a biblical type references there, and well, that is kind of a cop out because then just, yeah, you're just like it justifies the whole superhero genre, really. Yeah, it's, just, know, it's like if we had Spider Man, why don't fucking why don't we have World Peace? Yeah, yeah, Spider Man can't take a nuke out of the air. Oh yeah, and I also read the new Ultimate Spider Man. Anyway, and then it's just you deal with the story after that of like 
the soldier and like the the children and just what the heroes have done, but not really. You kind of just deal with the son of the sergeant guy that got jacked in Kuwait, but okay. he lived. It's just one of those books. Where, like, the idea, that premise, I thought was really cool, but it turns into when you start really looking at that idea and everything that would really happen in that scenario. I just started, I don't know if I was nitpicking. I don't want to give you too much because I want someone to read it and go, hey, Kevin, it was probably, this is what they were going for. But it's just, it just, like, the story's got a lot of problems with me. Like, why is it called Hell Yeah? Because Hell Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I think he walked in the room and some, or somebody saw that shit, like, oh, Hell Yeah. And he was like, he was like, Brilliant. well, I called it Sergeant Kid, but no one fucking. Sergeant Kid Superhero Lad. Ugh, too wordy. <sighs> hell Yeah, that's a shit title. And they were like, Hell Yeah, that's a good. No, one. wait, say that again. Hell Yeah, that's a shit title. No, no, the last part. Shit, shit title. title? No, the last part. That's it. That was the end. Hell yeah, it works for me. Mark. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's called Hell yeah. yeah. I didn't know why it was called that either. When I saw it, I just thought that was like the press release. They were like, being Hell yeah, there's a new fucking book. Oh, and yeah. then I was like, oh, that's what you're calling this. That's going to leave yourself open to mockery and a heartbeat. I think, I think I made fun of the fact that it was in Portland more than the fact that it was called Hell yeah. Ooh, not a good idea. Yeah, I'm not mad at Portland, I mean. But... People love their Portland. It's kind of weird that it's there. I don't know. Makes sense. There's a lot of comic book creators and publishers that are actually based in in Portland. See, now it just comes off like I don't like Portland. I mean, the Trailblazers, you guys got a solid team. All right. I mean, work for that. Yeah. (laughs) I got no problem with Portland. I mean, you couldn't bury me in that fucking city, but I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, it's weird. I'll put a review up for it. And it... Hopefully it just doesn't come off like I'm lampooning it, but it just it left me with a lot of head scratching. I'll say that. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. Was, no, I'll I'll read it. Maybe I'll have like a, you know, like he's right. This is a, fuck. This is this a problem, book. Kevin. You're an idiot. You didn't understand this. Stupid. Well, from what little you told me off air, uh, it did not. I could understand your your qualms with it. Yeah, it just seemed like it tried to do too much. I, and it's only the first issue, so maybe that's... I kind of hate that when they're just, like... Very busy. We just maximize this first issue to kind of get it out of the way and... Felt like it. And sometimes that's okay. You're like, all right, good, you got it out of the way, now we can get to the meat and potatoes. Right. But other times, like, other times, I'm, I'm starting to get frustrated with that as just, like, okay, well, first issue's pointless, so why don't I just pick up the second issue and read the recap yeah, at the, yeah. the beginning of the second issue? We turn it into you know? two sentences instead of 20... Exactly. Like, I don't know. I just think that there's better ways of crafting your first issue to be interesting and to have excitement and not suffer from, like, the, you know, the other kind of um, end of the spectrum where the first issue is so good that you're just like, oh, this is amazing. And then you read the second one, and you're like, oh, what the fuck happened here? This is not what you delivered to me the first time. I don't know. So. I like the character design on the girls. Just the way you drew the girls. It looked cool. Hmm. I don't know, just like their face, the way they like the pouty lips, almost like, I don't know, like the design of them were... Okay. That's that's really the kind of only compliment I can give the book. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, hell, hell no. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. I was hoping you weren't going to go with Volume 2? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> volume 4, what's going on here? Where's Volume 3? <laughs> that's what Volume 4 is called. <laughs> 
Oh, shit, I don't know. That's that's just what happens. You know, a lot of comics come out, you read them, you pray for the best. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get the worst, and there you go. Should be at the Image Expo right now, but... Yeah. Kind of bummed we didn't go, but, you know, it just didn't work out with the schedule arrangements and everything. No, I just... Would have been nice to go to a... And it sounds, from what I'm reading online, it looks like it's actually decent, and it looks like it's something where you're like, oh, was, I was there first, and you're like, ah. Oh, yeah, could have so, been part of something special. A real barn burner. Instead, I'm just reading about Kirkman being on the founder stage. You know, he ain't a fucking founder. Founder so, of what? I don't know. That was what one person said. I guess he's a founder now? That's weird. Like, of a company that's already been around? Uh, yeah, of a company that was already around. <laughs> just because he's a partner. It's like, oh, maybe, well, maybe that's partner. just what they call it. And they get a little, no, they still call them all founders, little though. button. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're... I don't know, man. Maybe... Yeah, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Good for him. Get that money. Get that Skrilla. Oh, Chase that dream. Uh, West LA. Good. Get money, fuck hoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disrespect yes. women. Obtain currency. <laughs> well. <clears throat> I'm through talking. So All right. I think <laughs> this will end whatever number we're on for a podcast. 18. 18? Man, seems just like last week it was only 17. I've been a. I hope you've been entertained. Yeah, I hope so. I, I was real sleepy, so I that might reflect in my work. I, yeah. That's what I used to tell my. Fat, fat burger before podcast equals no more. That's what I used to tell my college teachers. I was like, I've been sleepy. That's my reflect in my test. And they were like, No, you've passed. A plus. You're a beautiful human being. <laughs> They'd grade it right fucking there. Slap an A on that bitch. Show me a little cheech, and we'd be good. <laughs> he was a male teacher, too. It was weird. I've been Kevin. And I am Dustin. You've been really cool by listening to the Comic Bathrooms motherfucking podcast. The website goes by the same name, except for the podcast part. It's Comic Bastards. Yeah. If uh, you got something to say, say it via Twitter. Find Dustin on there. He's a big Twitter nerd. Um, there's a Facebook. I think Dustin runs that. He, he's a social media monster. He's the one that does that. Yeah. He's good at that one. There's a Google Plus. Shit, yeah. probably not even listening anymore. You know, turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found out people don't even listen to the end. No one listens to the end. They just no, like... that, well, they do now when they discover it, but. Dude, like, that, that's as I'm like, oh, that ending's hilarious, and I was like, we're on like fucking episode 17. What do you mean, dude? That's a gym. That's a hidden thing. That's when you yeah, they hear us close out, and they're just like, stop. That's the, after you. the fucking credits. I know you sit in the seats in that stupid fucking theater with those fucking assholes behind you. The whole, and you're, I'm watching these credits, and then at the end, you get that. Yeah, that was you my should stay to the end. Unless you already listened to it, then I can understand. But yeah, if you, you never have. You never have. You. Just get it. Disrespect. How do you sleep at night? Live your life. I don't know what that means, but all right. <laughs> that means she's done listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, whoop, there it is. Thought you knew. See you next week. Reginald, I was just down at the bingo hall. But Saturday, Meredith, of course you were. They know. But who knows? The entire town knows, Reginald. Oh, not about the... I can't say it. Arm tingling, chest tightening. Yeah, right. Come down, Reginald. Yes, they know about our son being a bastard. A comic bastard. <laughs> God. <laughs>
Ah, Meredith, calm down. But before you do, you fetch my whipping belt. The good one. That stings. All right. Beat him. Beat no, him, I Reginald. Will, I will beat, beat him. him. I will beat him so hard. Oh, God, my arm hurts just thinking about beating him. He's, I can't buy the belt. You stupid slag. I told you that it is in the cupboard. We went over this. My mother was right about you, Meredith. Oh, here it is. Wait, here it oh, is. Oh, very good. All right. Very good. Chip, get in here. You're getting beat. 